Take yes. a bow, son. I mean that. Take a bow. You're listening to EPL from LFK for week three of the 2017-18 English Premier League, presented by the Playmakers and brought to you by your host, Sean Goodwin. On today's show, the weekly game recap and the weekly result recap. Should the transfer window shut before the season starts? Best and worst transfers of the summer window, player of the week and villain of the week, goal of the week this week in history and week four predictions. Hi guys, how you doing? Um... Just again, me, myself and I this week for a second time in three weeks. Uh, I was supposed to have my boy Cooper Scott with me, uh, but he, he had other obligations, so it's okay. I'll just go solo. Uh, but probably a short episode, 15, 20 minutes, I imagine. So we'll jump, jump straight into things. Uh, so first game or first section is a game recap. Uh, Arsenal versus Liverpool. You guys are probably expecting it. Uh, <laughs> My team, Liverpool, up against, you know, top four challenges, probably Arsenal. And it didn't, I mean, goals were expected, to put it this way. It hasn't been a nil-nil draw between Liverpool and Arsenal since 1998 at Anfield. There's been 21 games at Anfield since then, 84 goals. So averaging about four goals a game. And we did get four goals this game as well, but all from Liverpool. A 4-0 win. Now, just a quick analysis of some major key points I saw. Arsenal, for start, had zero shots on goal. Uh, Arsene Wenger is a very attacking-minded manager, always has been. And to have zero shots on goal, um, that's a little surprising. But when players like Ezel and Sanchez are disappearing, non-existent, basically, I, you're not really going to do much on your offensive end. On the back end, we've talked about Rob Holding before. Um, me and Michael swaying a few weeks ago about how he's not a good enough quality defender to be starting for Arsenal. A uh, couple of times he got caught out this weekend, uh, resulting in goals. Um, again, at the back, Hector Bellerin. I'm, I'm still a fan. I was a huge fan of him when he was younger, but he's not producing as he promised to when he was younger. Um, and, and then looking at Liverpool's, uh, would have been fourth goal. Uh, Mohamed Salah. No, fair goal. In the 3-0 for Salah's goal. Um, Bellowing was at fault, but watching that goal, I, I'll try and tweet it out later if I can. Um, Salah steals the ball from Bellowing, runs through, and just looking at soccer IQ with uh, Mane on the other wing, uh, he chases the ball, he follows Salah, but he kind of gets in front of the two Arsenal defenders, <laughs> which it, it's an incredibly smart move looking back because uh, he slows them down. And you probably weren't catching Salah anyway. He was on his bike, but still incredibly smart. Um, but as I was saying, tactically wise, uh, Wenger did do a poor job with this. He's, yeah, the Wenger out brigade came back out. It has been for a couple of seasons now, but what I really liked about Klopp and his tactics was, again, he's an attacking manager too. And you know, Anfield, a place where, you know, Liverpool should be expected to attack. And he just had Liverpool sit back, just let Arsenal come to him because he knew they would. But 
You look at Arsenal's two centre mids, Skyard, Granit Xhaka and Aaron Ramsey, both attacking players um, who didn't even work out well together, very poor positionally and organisation-wise. Uh, but Klopp knew that he could just hit Arsenal on the counter-attack. Um, he could let them attack, steal the ball and just go, boom, gone. Uh, you know, we got a couple of goals from that. Um, Salah's goal, Sturridge's goal at the end. Um, even Mane's goal, the second goal as well. Um, yeah, it was, it was very good from Klopp on, on Renga's side. He should have really dealt with that better. Because his players just looked like they didn't care. Uh, it was a specific moment, actually. It was, it was on Liverpool's first goal uh, for Firmino. A nice little crossing from Joe Gomez uh, onto Firmino's head. But you see, Arsenal did have the ball in their defensive half. Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain, who did just transfer to Liverpool, I'm looking forward to that, and Aaron Ramsey. They weren't even looking at the play. Chamberlain was walking back. Ramsey was shouting at the bench for some reason. And Liverpool won the ball back. Uh, you know, played about a little bit. Gomez sends the ball in. And Oxlade-Chamberlain did get back, to be fair. But it was too late at that point, uh, and Firmino was open for an easy goal. Uh, so overall, very good win for Liverpool. Uh, they are showing that teams will not enjoy visiting Anfield this season. Uh, obviously, early in the week, they masked class against Hoffenheim, uh, 4-2. Today, smashed Arsenal 4-0. Uh, so they're looking very good at home, and hopefully their away form can kind of mirror how they're playing at home. As for the rest of the games this week, let me pull us up on my phone. Let's see, so we'll start with uh, Friday, no, Saturday, I'm sorry. Uh, so Man City won, Bournemouth 2, a late, late goal from um, Sterling, a 97th minute, I believe. Uh, and he got sent off right afterwards too, he was on a yellow, celebrated with the fans, as you do. I have nothing wrong with that, but <laughs> apparently that's against the rules now. Uh, so he was giving a yellow and sent off. But what's confusing is none of the other Arsenal players, I mean, none of the other Man City players were giving yellow cards and they joined in with the fans. Uh, so that was interesting. And then also in the whole mixture, there were claims that Aguero, you know, manhandles a steward, uh, but claims were dropped there. So that's water under the bridge. Uh, moving on, Watford nil, Brighton nil. Uh, not a whole lot in that game. Newcastle 3, West Ham nil. <laughs> West Ham, uh, zero points, bottom of the league. Um, yeah, not, not doing too great. Goals win for Newcastle, though. Rafa Benitez at St. James's Park. Uh, Huddersfield nil, Southampton nil. I'll talk about that a little bit later. Uh, Crystal Palace lost again to Swansea, 2 nil. Uh, Manchester United won at home at Old Trafford against Leicester, 2-0. Um, not the most dominant performance to be fair I mean they did win 2-0 but you know everyone's saying oh Manchester United's back it wasn't the best I've seen from them uh, heading into Sunday uh, four games which is quite unusual for a Sunday uh, West Brom and Stoke finished 1-1 uh, Chelsea beat Everton 2-0 uh, Spurs and Burnley 1-1 and <laughs> Tottenham still cannot win Ah, Wembley, a uh, very late goal from Be for Burnley from Chris Ward's 92nd minute. And then Liverpool for Arsenal nil, as I just discussed. Uh, so, it was definitely a fun week, plenty of goals, a couple of nil-nil draws, but 
you know, there's always going to be one or two. Moving on, uh, both of these topics I had, especially the transfer window shutting before the season starts. Um, obviously, it's more of a debate than just me talking by myself, but I have a few points, so I guess it'll be short. Uh, but <laughs> firstly, transfer window shuts early. We can have FIFA, you know, 17, FIFA 18 earlier, which I won't complain about. But obviously, on a serious note, I I don't know if I'd like to see it shut earlier. Um, if it did close early, it could make things a bit more difficult with the rest of Europe. Obviously, ours would close early in like Bundesliga, La Liga, etc. But at the same time, um, it avoid. Oh, actually, I'll take that in a second. So, um, yeah, it's also not a bad idea because. So I'm confusing myself. So yeah, I would like to see it close earlier uh, because. Yeah, you know, I'm just going to be Scott, guys. Sorry about that. So. Like say close earlier, but it make things more difficult with Europe. Okay, so it's not a bad idea. Bad idea to have it close later because it does allow teams to play a few games, kind of see how things are, um, see what can need to address defensively, offensively, kind of filling those gaps, uh, which teams have done to be fair. Um, and also, if but if you do close it earlier, this is where I was confusing myself. It avoids cup ties. Obviously, we've played a couple of League Cup games already for the lower teams. Uh, so you get a player like a couple of seasons ago, Deli Ali, joined from MK Dongs uh, to Tottenham, and you know he walking to get first team. Uh, but you know he can't play cup games or League Cup games because he's already played in one for MK Dongs, making meaning he was cup tied. Um, <clears throat> yeah, a couple of reasons there. It was more of a debate topic. That's why I confused myself there. Uh, but we'll move on with the best and worst transfers of the window. I have a few, luckily. So let's go with the best ones. Uh, we'll go with my team first, Mo Salah, uh, Liverpool. And uh, he's, he's impressed a lot since coming to Liverpool. Already got a couple of goals. Uh, but, you know, it's you're putting him and Sadio Mane on either wing. It's, you know, it's just such a potent attack. Like, he has been great. But, you know, say he wasn't there and you've just got Sadio Mane on the left wing, then teams are going to focus on Mane, um, and you're kind of shutting down a bit more. But when you've got players of such speed and quality on both sides, defence is really struggling. We, we've seen that so far. Um, also, you've got uh, Mo Salah, he's a left-footed player playing on the right wing, uh, something that you know teams hate, like an iron robin kind of thing. You can run down a wing on his right cutting side, and he's now on his dominant foot, easy to score for him. Um, so, very good signing for me. Uh, Going to stick with another big team, probably saw it coming, normally Lukaku. He scored three, goal, three goals in three games so far uh, for Manchester United. Could have had more. Yeah, missed a penalty this weekend against Leicester. But, obviously he was second in goal scoring ranks last season, behind Kane with Everton. Uh, he's only going to get better with Manchester United, in my opinion, when you've got players like Pogba and Mata. Um, you've got, you know, wingers, Martial, Lingard. Uh, uh, but, you know, he's definitely improved. And now he's got Ibrahimovic, who's just re-signed for Manchester United, kind of as a mentor. Um, 
he's going to be a household name for Manchester United, unfortunately, for many years to come. And my final um, player would be Renato Sanchez. <laughs> and it's only a loan deal, um, but he joined Swansea, uh, coming from Bayern Munich. He's a wonder kid. You know, you, you'll recognise him from um, Portugal. Uh, he scored game and goal in the European final. Uh, but the only reason I can see Swansea being able to pull this off is obviously Paul Clements. He was assisting to buying for a long time. Uh, and that connection definitely helped him out. But he's going to be a key player for Swansea. Uh, I don't see him staying past this season. He's going to go to, back to buying or to another big club. Uh, but definitely, you know, definitely for this season, he'll be a huge help in keeping Swansea up. As for the worst players, uh, I only have two of those. First is uh, Kuka Martina, um, Everton, part of Everton's mass signings this year. Um, he scored one nice goal against, I believe it was Arsenal. And a beautiful curler last season on the outside of the foot. But apart from that, I mean, he isn't a quality defender. Uh, right back, I believe. You know, he's not going to be walking into Everton's team, starting. And obviously, Everton have got Europa League now, so we do need a bit more depth, something I've talked about a lot with Liverpool. So, he's definitely not a terrible signing, but I just don't see him adding much to Everton when he can go for better players in a position and the kind of places they want to be and what they want to challenge for. And my other signing would be Joe Hart. We were just talking about him earlier before the show. And West Ham fans, they saw him as this kind of... They imagined him to still be the player he was when he played for Man City before he got shipped out to Torino. Uh, he's past his best. He's older. Um, he actually concedes the most goals per shot. He had the lowest save ratio in Serie A last season. And, I mean, Serie A is not exactly the powerhouse it used to be, that's for sure. So I don't know why West Ham expected him to come in and be the saviour and I mean it's already showing you can see he's two three goals this week in the three nil loss to Newcastle three goals last week and um, with three two loss um, to uh, Southampton and then with game week one uh, West Ham can see four goals to Manchester United so well 10 goals yeah 10 goals in three games okay Joe Hart uh, I I, he's, he's a good leader of men, that's for sure. Uh, he's a very good leader, but I would not be surprised to see Adrian back in the starting lineup very soon. So, yeah, um, I guess we'll move on with the player of the week and villain of the week. Uh, so, I've got player of the week, uh, Frazier Forster. And this goes back to the Southampton game I talked about earlier Southampton Huddersfield. Uh, Huddersfield were looking uh, to become the first team since 1998 yes I don't know the first team since 2002 to win their first three games in uh, uh, Premier League um, they didn't do it Neil no loss because still undefeated which is you know great for a team in their first season in the Premiership that's for sure uh, but they would have won that game too if it wasn't for Fraser Forster which leads to me saying he's played of the week uh, Huddersfield had like 16 shocks that game. Forsker did great, you know, several good saves. And there's a moment that stands out to me where Cross came in, he completely hashed uh, trying to catch the ball 
and a drop to a Huddersfield player. And, you know, Frazier Forsch goes on the floor and he still makes the save, uh, just gets his body racing away. Good save. And it's interesting because you watch that and his players don't, you know, complain at him. Like, what are you doing? Like, why, why are you messing this up? Because they trust him as a as their scouting goalkeeper. I'm a big fan. He's my scouting goalkeeper on fantasy. And he got me 11 points this week. So thank you, Frazier Forsker. Uh, villain of the week, uh, former Liverpool guy, Martin Kelly, now at Crystal Palace. Uh, came on as an early sub, and he was a false for both the Swansea's goals. The game finished 2-0 to Swansea. Uh, the first goal, uh, just far too weak. You've got new signing, Tommy Abraham, for Crystal Palace. He was behind Kelly, and uh, the cross came in, and he literally just kind of, you know, not manhandled, because it got to be a foul, but, you know, he just went through Kelly easily uh, to get goal side and poke it in. Uh, Kelly was far too weak, only being on for a few minutes. And the second goal, again, included Kelly and Abraham. Um, so Abraham passed the ball out. He tried to pass the ball out wide. And Martin Kelly, he should have got the ball all day easily. And he just kind of jogs towards it and half-heartedly tries to get the ball and Leroy Fair just strips him of it. Um, a lot more ambition and will to have the ball. And then Leroy Fair went on to pass the ball on to Andre Ayew, who scored. Uh, but if Martin Kelly, you know, if he didn't play, <laughs> or just simply, you know, showed a bit more strength. Yeah, strength, really. I mean, you know, man up. Uh, both of those goals wouldn't have happened. And you know, Chris Campalas could have had their first point of the season. They still have zero points after three weeks. Uh, goal of the week, there's only one choice. Charlie Daniel um, plays for Bournemouth. Bournemouth did lose that game 2-1, as I mentioned earlier. But my God, I mean, that's, that's the kind of goal that we're going to see at the end of the season as a goal of the week contender. Uh, just 13th minutes of the game. And the ball drops out to him on um, the edge of the box, like you know, on the side of the edge. So crazy angle. And, you know, you think he's going to take a touch, bring it down, cross it in maybe, or, you know, just cross it in first time. But he shapes his body, and you can see he's going up for the shot. But, you know, you're watching, you're like, yeah, yeah that's not going in, that's flying over the bar, or, you know, not going close. And he lasers it outside of the foot, off the underside of the bar, um, and right, right into the side netting. Uh, which it kind of shows, you know, the kind of angle he was shooting at. Where it didn't even hit the back of the net, it hit the side uh, after, you know, shooting straight. So it was crazy good. Um, but that's definitely goal of the month. And we'll be seeing that again at the end of the season for goal of the season, I reckon. Um, moving on to the ends, getting close to being done. Uh, this week in history. Uh, I have two this week. Uh, because one of them, it's not really history. It is. It was 2015. Uh, so 29th of August 2015, Jamie Vardy scores against Bournemouth in a 1-1 draw. And that would be the first goal of 11 straight games he scored in uh, to go on to break Ruud van Nistelrooy's record of 10 straight games. Um, that streak ended, I think it was like December. Yeah, it was been like December now, I think, um, where he scored against Manchester United. And again, I believe it was a 1-1 draw. Um, to break Van Nistelrooy's record and go on to 11 games. And the second one, 
Uh, Huddersfield, okay, did not become first team since like 2002, I believe, to win their first three games after promotion. But they did become the first team since 1998 to keep three clean sheets in their first three games. And that was, uh, the last team to do that was Charlton in the 1998-99 season. Although, that season, Charlton did finish 18th and get relegated. So, Huddersfield fans can't get too excited just yet, but they're looking good so far, definitely. And week four predictions. Um, we have an international break this weekend, so a little bit of a risk for me. Although, I enjoy doing this, so kind of sad. Uh, so, yeah, no, um, no episode next week, unfortunately. Uh, but I'm going to stick with Liverpool because they have another hard game. Uh, they're playing Man City. At 6.30am on a Saturday, so lucky me gets to be up nice and early. Um, but this is a tough one, my Exactly Etihad, I believe. Um, let me check that one. Yes, it is. Exactly Etihad. So, you know, Liverpool's not going to be at home. I want to say they have the firepower to go on and win 2-1. I can definitely see City scoring a goal because our defence isn't great. Uh, but you've definitely impressed me. I mean, Trent Alexander-Arnold, Nathaniel Klein, Gio Gomez all on right back. Um, Andrew Robertson, don't know why he hasn't played more because he was great the game he played. And Alberto Mourinho, left back. And then our centre-backs, you know, you've got Matip. Um, Clavin, I think, should start above Lovren. Because of Agman Dijk, that didn't go through, but we won't talk about that. Um, and then obviously your posting six hack I talked about before. Uh, on Man City's end, you know, we've also bought players, um, Dingillo, Sangs out to me, um, Kyle Walker. Again, those both guys on the uh, wings, the uh, halfbacks, fullbacks, or as you would say. Um, but I can definitely see Liverpool grabbing another goal or two. I'm trying. I'm trying to think if it was a good game against Man City. Was being uh, two seasons ago. Two seasons ago now, got Liverpool did drawn out like four 0 winners. So uh, it's definitely not out of question. And the way Liverpool have been playing, um, I can see it happening. I'm just a little bit worried. Getting national break might kind of ruin a groove and any momentum they have going into the game. Mm, but yeah. So uh, I guess we're done. Uh, pretty quick, just being by myself. So, yeah, thank you for listening to this week's episode of EPL from LFK. As usual, you can find me on Twitter at EPL underscore from underscore LFK. Uh, follow the Playmakers on Twitter and Instagram at PlaymakersKU. Uh, we do a lot of cool stuff, cover, you know, kinds of sports, KU soccer, doing volleyball soon, uh, cross-country and whatnot. And, you know, we make this podcast possible. And finally, if you are interested in getting involved... Uh, please contact me through Twitter or email at seangoodman96 at gmail.com. Uh, thanks a lot and have a good one. Remember when you did go and that go with your feet in Circle little boy we are stopped in with
Open up them bad mind, your friend style is the bomb, the, the bomb, the dang, the dang, the giddy the giddy Karoo boy no play with the bomb, the dang, the dang, the giddy the giddy My style is the bomb, the bomb, the dang, the dang, the giddy 